Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I review a comic book new or old from my collection and rank it on the factors of the cover art, interior art, plot, and enjoyability of the book on a scale of 1 to 5. And then I tell you to get it or shred it. This week I'm reading Vampirella, volume 1, number 78, published in 1979 by Warren Magazines. For the video version of the podcast, head on over to YouTube, youtube.com slash vmcampos. And if you enjoy the series, consider pledging on the Patreon, patreon.com slash vmcampos. It's just $3.33 a month. What a deal. And now let's check out the book. A little behind-the-scenes info before we get started. So, Vampirella, the original bad girl, first published in 1969 by Warren Magazines, Warren Publishing, This has been a venerable series that lasted 130-something issues from 1969 to 1982 or so. There was a bit of a resurrection in the mid-80s that didn't last too long. There was another resurrection in the 90s with Harris Publications, the heir apparent to Warren. And then Vampirella went away for a while. And then she returned, better than ever perhaps, over at Dynamite Entertainment, where she has been around for, I guess, going on almost 20 years now over at Dynamite. So I guess they're doing something right. And if you're looking for a million and two variant covers, Dynamite is your publisher of choice. But anyway, here we're seeing a black and white series. It's an anthology series. It's from the same publishers that brought you eerie and creepy, those amazing black and white anthologies. This is another one. And you could be forgiven. A lot of the stories feel like they could have been an eerie or creepy, but the big difference is that there's a main Vampirella uh, showpiece in her own book. Mine is this is this square bound copy it's a two dollar copy there's a dollar 75 version mine also has a stamp i suppose from when the newsstand monger put it on the newsstand it's in pretty good condition interiors are yellowed but this is a fine addition to my collection all right cover art there's no cover art it's a photo and an amazing photo this is barbara lee who was vampirella in the flesh at this time for 20 issues or so she graced the covers as the official vampirella model and i think she fills out the costume what little there is of it very well and her alluring expression also is perfect vampirella nowadays you get a lot of vampirella cosplay covers over at dynamite but this was something new and different and eye-catching in the 70s vampirella is real let me buy two copies one for collection and one to enjoy So I'll give this cover a 5 out of 5. I love it. The photography is amazing. The model is amazing. It's fun that they did the Photoshop effect of putting her hand above the logo. Obviously not really Photoshop. Photoshop didn't exist in the 70s, but you know what I mean. Another bit of Photoshoppery is, um, if this is supposed to be like a tattoo, they need to fade it out a little bit more so that the skin tone shows through. It looks a little bit too stamped on. And if you look carefully, I guess it is behind the costume, so I guess it is supposed to be the tattoo. Doesn't fully work. Cool background. Great cover. Interior art. Right away, I'll say it's a 5 out of 5. We've got some amazing artists working in this book. We have a list of them here. Alfredo Alcala, Ara Leon, Russ Heath, Gonzalo Mayo, Jose Ortiz, and Jim Starlin. 
So yeah, lots of big names in the world of mainstream comics, as well as names that made a big name for themselves in the black and white anthologies of the time and the Warren books. And as we're browsing the interiors, we are seeing amazingly tremendous black and white art, pen and ink, washes, zipatone here and there. We're also seeing it's kind of a, a lot. You get a lot of bang for your buck. There's a lot of panels. There's a lot of expertly rendered characters, male and female creatures. There's a cool transformation scene. Vampirella becomes a bat. So this is just one of the many stories. And yes, this art in every single story is amazing. This is the top of the line. This is the top of the line cartooning, ranging from realistic to a little bit more cartoony, simple environments to more complex ones. And every story is this tour de force, jumping over to the little guy. Again, expressions, anatomy, even scenery. Very simple background here, but this is the, the big top under the spotlight. And then the characters. That looks like a real person jumping out of the page. The sexy girlfriend contracting, contrasting with the evil magician guy. And this is an amazing scene as well. The, the train rendered, the chiaroscuro technique of the shadows. This is a fancy term of light and dark. It's just amazing art. Ooh, that one's some brutal art right there. And that expression, tremendous. So yeah, every single, every single story is just perfectly rendered when you had to be an expert in pen and ink. If you wanted any shading, you had to be an expert in hatching, cross-hatching and the like, or rely on the harsh mistress of washes, ink washes. The skin texture of the dinosaur is amazing, and the lettering, rargh, love it. That expression is amazing too. I'm just going to keep saying amazing over and over. So here, uh, the Starlin piece, Jim Starlin. Uh, we've got a bit more stippling and patterns in a way that is that that looks like pencil. So this is just every single story is a work of art. Interesting panel layouts, expressions, anatomy, variety of artists, but all at the top of their game. <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah, the interior art, it's a five out of five. Plot. Well, we've got various writers. We can see them all listed here. Carrie Bates, Bill Dubay, Steve Englehart, Bruce Jones. Two big names, at least there, that I know. You might know the others as well. One thing else I want to point out here. We've got Louise Jones, also known as Louise Simonson, as the senior editor. So a woman as the editor of this sexy comic. I dig it. Variety of writers there. So the writing, okay, this Vampirella is Kiss of the Dragon Queen, which um, I think it's an ongoing um, story. I think it's the first one of this particular story. We have a little bit of behind the scenes, what has previously been happening. Apparently Vampirella was off to Hollywood in a few adventures. Some of the letter writers didn't really enjoy that. Vampirella in Hollywood on Earth, you're, you're defanging her? No, bring her back to amazing adventures. And so here... Uh, something about uh, going off to Hong Kong because there's like a dragon killing all the drug runners. Now here's here's a really fun panel here. So uh, Vampirella and Panther are walking around. Some creepy guy has been following them. He makes his move and Panther replies, Let me guess. You're going to ask what a girl like me is doing in a place like this. He says, That's a better line than I had. Actually, I was about to ask if you ladies would care to see my dinghy. Panther replies, Tell me, is it a big dinghy? He replies, well, I don't like to brag, but... And Vampirella's expression is one for the ages. And the dinghy joke goes on for a few too many panels. 
But uh, yeah, that caliber of writing, <laughs> uh, some of this cheeky writing in the Vampirella, in the Vampirella story, because that's the bread and butter of the series. We got sexy females as you love them. What was the the text on the very first issue? Bewildering tales of bewildering females as you like it. Something like that. I'll put it on the screen. So we've got uh, drug runners and Vampirella turning into a bat and there's a dragon and the police try to catch the dragon and oh, okay, it was just an alligator, but no, of course it wasn't. And this is just one of the parts of this dragon uh, dragon story to be continued next time, May 8th, Vampirella 79. Little guy, okay, this is one of the classic twist endings. Um, there's a little person as a performer in the circus. He's got a hot girlfriend. Everyone thought she uh, hooked up with him for his money, but no, he's not rich and she's still into him. So his fellow magician guy says, it's perfect. We're going to put you in a little crate. Then you're going to go rob the train and we're going to get the gold. It'll be amazing. We can make millions. She says, you don't, don't you dare do that. Don't you dare go to a life of crime. I love you the way you are. So if, if only there were a way to convince the little clown to do the bidding of the evil guy. I know, I'll kill his girlfriend. On accident. When uh, when you do the old sawing the lady in half trick, which didn't pan out right. And that's some gory art there. I can't unsee that one. So now that she's dead, the magician's like, yeah, okay, now with her, without her tying you down, how about you do my plan? We'll be rich. So I'll spare you the twist in a moment. Uh, so then they argue back and forth, and he's like, oh, he's the magician's all drunk, and yeah, you get in the crate just like this, no problem. You know, I don't fit. I'm not as big as you. Oh, yeah, whoa, chainsaw out of nowhere, and now you do fit in the box. The end. <laughs> I love those twist endings. You would have never seen that coming. This is interesting. They have this think piece. They have this critical piece on the brand new Superman movie. And the writer, Joe Brancatelli, is extremely negative on the movie. He's calling it a cash grab. He's calling that it's not like the comics. He's saying that this is this, the distraction of the masses and the original comics are the best. Oh, comic book fans, will you never be satisfied? He also puts down Star Wars and takes some time to trash talk DC at the end here. Lastly, I don't expect the success of Superman, the movie, to have a noticeably positive effect on comic book trends or comic book sales. Folks at DC are praying the movie will carry their anemic efforts upwards. Forget it. Their comic books are bad comic books. Nothing can save them, except except perhaps a new publisher, a new editor, and a renewed commitment to well-written, well-drawn, and well-thought-out magazines. I love it, but back then everything was magazines. You know, you had to remove the stink of comic books. No, these are high-quality magazines. Superman in his latest magazine. But anyway, yeah, very interesting of the time. Pause it, read it for yourself. Very interesting look at comics and uh, the new Superman movie of the time. More stories is one about the French Foreign Legion and a guy going into, you know, avoid life, going off to fight someone else's war to lose his old life. The guy's kind of a bit of an enigma, uh, refusing to leave the base. He's going to get court-martialed. He's forced to leave the base and fight and so forth. And then, I don't know, this one's just really weird because at the end there's a dinosaur. And it also was something about the guy's in love with a dinosaur the twist ending is way too much of a twist and then a twist on top of a twist the guy that survived is also in love with the dinosaur i guess extremely weird i don't know about the story on this one it's just so weird but the art is tremendous 
Then we turn over to some more tremendous art, courtesy of Jim Starlin. There's some Bruce Jones story. Now this is the this is the sexiest of all of the stories. So basically, there's this hot guy that goes to several different planets to service the inhabitant, which is a lone woman. So every woman has her own planet, where Reggie then comes to visit and uh, gives some relief with the creepy robot watching. And then he hops over to the next planet, does his duty there, hops over to the next planet and does his duty there. But wait a minute, Reggie starts to malfunction. Reggie is a robot because how else are you gonna service the lovely ladies quadrant after quadrant? So the inhabitant of this planet sends for a repairman. This snebbishy guy comes to repair the Reggie model. And she's like, okay, put those tools away and bring out that other tool. That guy is not a repair droid. He's the real deal. And in this world, basically, men have been eradicated because, you know, they're way too much trouble and such. But after she got what she needed out of him, she's going to turn him into the authorities, the sisterhood and such. But the guy's like, now, wait a minute. I can do things for you. Not just in the bedroom, but throughout the house. He becomes an indentured servant, basically. Also repairing the Reggie robot, getting Amy exactly what she needs. Now, the reason they have the mechanical man is because, you know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So finally, the nerd is like, I'm out of here. I've had enough. I've been your plaything, and I just can't take it anymore. I'm out of here. She's like, yeah, right. I'm going to turn you in, and you'll be dealt with, so you better shut your mouth. Now go bury that model. Go bury that failed model in the, in the field and come back to service me. The twist ending here is that somehow the nerd fought back and created a robot of Amy, and he's going to leave finally his servitude and she's gonna stay as the woman on the planet but she's the robot and the real woman was buried super twist ending so i don't think you were really paying attention to the story um you're paying attention to many other aspects of this tale next one this one starts off with very ponderous a new child being born but wait it is sentient and it is thinking and it is remembering and it is planning that's the prologue we start the main story. Basically, this rich guy is dying. All his money in the world can't save him. So he goes off to various things, various religions and cults and just trying to cheat death. It is the lot of all of us, but he can't handle it. He needs to cheat death. Well, his servant says, back in old Africa, my old tribe has a way to live forever. Go seek them out. So, of course, he'll go to any lengths to figure that out. Eternal life. Uh, basically, this hippo tribe, this hippo cult, yes, a hippo hippopotamus, uh, they are the ones that have found the secret to eternal life. Finally, he stumbles upon the, uh, the village. Um, they know what they must do. So, whoops, he gets killed. But is this the way to immortality? Actually, it is. He is coming back to life. Thank you, hippo tribe. Thank you for bringing me out of the depths of death and back to life as a hippo <laughs> and that hip and the mama hippo was just like what did you expect a non-twist ending hilarious there's a the almost anything goes fan page so basically uh people are invited to draw vampirella a brand new costume there's also various trivia questions for you to ponder and responses to the previous contest so for a grown-up type of uh, magazine, it still has tinges of some classic juvenile comic works. Then the comic basically ends at this point. A bunch of ads, 
Uh, we have some various movies you can purchase. Frank Fazetta Calendar, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Amazing, the Ralph Bakshi, Lord of the Rings, up to 13 inches tall, in full color sculptures. They all look horrible. Sorry, the Bakshi Lord of the Rings characters just look horrible, except for Gandalf and the Ringwraith. Everyone else is like a joke. Tell me in the comments, am I wrong? Do you love the original Bakshi Lord of the Rings? Yes, it was revolutionary at the time, but it's so cringe. Sorry, not sorry. Now, these t-shirts are all horrible, except for the Gandalf one. That one is the amazing cover art. I love that one. This Gandalf is pretty cool, and that Ringwraith is amazing. Everything else is cringe. Don't even show it to me. Bunch of Conan novels back in print. Vampirella back issues. Hey, you got $95 to buy the first issue. Everything else is still in stock, except for the classic issue number 14. That one sold out. And as I said here, Barbara Lee became the, the real-life model, and she did a, a bunch of different covers in the recent times, and a few more after 78, this one here. The world's most exciting magazines, the universe's best prizes. Got some Star Wars action figures, that newfangled movie that everyone loved. Skywalker with retractable lightsaber. Darth Vader looks amazing, Princess Leia too. Bunch of Superman stuff, because the movie's coming out, you gotta get the sheets. Uh, things never change. More Superman stuff. More Star Wars stuff. Ooh, those blankets are pretty amazing. And then you can get the Lord of the Rings posters and the Star Wars action figures. Greedo! $2.95 each. And one more ad for the comic book tie-in to the spectacular motion picture. So what was I saying? Oh yeah, plots. Yeah, plots. Five out of five. Amazing stuff. Enjoyability. Maybe you can tell. I greatly enjoyed this comic. Amazing cover art, interior art plots, nostalgia. Five out of five on the enjoyability. And so should you get it or shred it? Definitely get it. Check out some of these classic 70s black and white anthology series from Warren. Whether they are Vampirella, eerie, or creepy, you won't be disappointed. I wish I could still pay $2 for these, but current prices are a small price to pay for such an enjoyable book. And so this week I read Vampirella, Volume 1, Number 78, published in 1979 by Warren Magazines. Did you watch the video version of the podcast? YouTube.com slash Have you considered pledging to the series? Patreon.com slash For $3.33 a month, you keep the channel going, you keep it funded, and you become a part of it. I would really appreciate if you consider pledging. If you can't quite pledge at the moment, no worries. Simply like, comment, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff. I would really appreciate it. Smash that like button, as they say. I would really appreciate it. And I'd like to hear your thoughts. What did you think about this issue of Vampirella? Is that an eye-catching cover? Did you like the interior art? Is black and white something you like or not? Maybe if you're more into color comics, consider giving black and white comics a chance. Especially ones of a high-quality nature like these from the 70s. Are you a Vampirella fan? Were you there from the beginning? Or are you a newer fan? Tell me in the comments. And so this has been the weekly VM Campus Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.